Welcome to the Seeing Red Podcast. Welcome to another edition here of the Seeing Red Podcast. My name is Troy Moriello and I am your host bringing you up to date and up to speed on all things St. John's basketball. And it was a 17-day break for the Red Storm men's basketball team. It's been a 17-day break for this podcast as well, so... We want to wish everyone a belated happy holiday season, happy new year. Hope hope it was healthy and safe for everyone. But it's good to be back talking Red Storm men's basketball tonight. Unfortunately, we're talking about another loss, and we're talking about another loss that we've seen time and time again over the days, over the weeks, over the months, over the years for this Red Storm team as they lose a winnable game on the road. How many times are we going to say that? They lose a winnable game on the road at Xavier, 69-61. to Felt like they controlled this game a lot of the way through, but just could not you know, push into that second gear and get the win. They fall to six and five on the season, and now just one and four in the conference. And with Creighton coming up over the weekend, it's looking like it's going to be another. It's already been, but it's looking like it's going to further be another slow start to Big East play for the Red Storm after a promising non-conference performance. But again, something that we've seen for sure with this team over the years. But this game, I mean, we've watched this game. We watched this game before this year. We watched this game last year. We watched this game the year before that. And we watched this game the year before that and the decade before that. A game on the road against a Big East opponent that was right there for the taking, really the entire way, where your opponent didn't really do anything all that well tonight. You know, where your opponent really never pulled away from you or never did anything that you felt like you could not compete. Where your opponent did not hit a single three-point shot in the game. 2021 and your opponent did not hit a single three-point shot in a game where two of your opponent's best players, Zach Fremantle and Paul Scruggs, combined for just 15 points on three of 13 shooting type of game like that, but it still ends up being a loss for St. John's, and it just, like I said, it just feels like a game that we've seen over and over and over again. It just, it feels like you're watching a replay. I mean, if the players, if the players were different, if, you know, this could have been a game from 2017, this could have been a game from 2013, this could have been a game from 2019, it didn't matter. We've watched this game over and over again where your opponent doesn't play all that well, where you control the game, where the game is played at your pace, where you have a lead for a good portion of the game, but in the end you play crappy for three or four minutes, and next thing you know, it's another 8, 9, 10 type big point biggies loss. We've seen it over and over again, and it was the same way tonight. Tonight in this game, St. John's played pretty well. They go into halftime tied to 27. They probably should have been leading this game at the half. Had a six-point lead in the first half. Probably should have gone into halftime with a five, six-point lead. Throughout the second half, St. John's had the lead for a good portion of the second half in this game. And then what happens? At around, what, the eight-minute mark? So you played 32 solid minutes in this game. 
around the eight minute mark Xavier I think goes on what a 12 to one run St. John's looks like they've never played against a zone defense ever before Next thing you know, a a lead or a close game turns into a a 10-11 point deficit, and the game is over. And again, we've just seen it time and time again. You play a solid 30 minutes. You play a solid 32 minutes. You play a solid 35 minutes. But over and over again, St. John's can't play that full 40 minutes. And that's really become a staple of the Mike Anderson era. And I'm not going to you know, say Anderson is on the hot seat or anything like that. If you say that Mike Anderson's on the hot seat, you haven't watched this program for the last four years under the Chris Mullen era, okay? Mike Anderson is is not anywhere near the hot seat, so let's dispel that right away. But this has become a staple of the Anderson era now, the year plus that we've seen, especially in the Big East, right? Play a solid 25 minutes. Play a solid 30 minutes. Play a solid 35 minutes. Play a solid 38 minutes. But a two, a three, a five, a seven minute stretch always ends up killing them in the end, especially in Big East play. And it was on display. This game really felt like a microcosm of the Anderson era. St. John's did their thing. They played this game at their pace. They couldn't hit a lot of shots. It was was a rough offensive game, let's be honest. Neither team played well offensively at all. St. John's shot 36% from the field. And as I mentioned, Xavier didn't make a three-pointer in this game. So it was a rough offensive game, but it was still played at your pace. You were playing really solid defense, although you gave up 69 points still. You were playing really solid defense. Again, you were in control for a majority of this game. Yet in the end, it's that it's that one small stretch that ends up killing St. John's once again. And it's and it's just frustrating because it, it just feels like no progress is being made. Someone said it feels like we're in Groundhog Day where it's just over and over again. We're doing the same thing over and over again. And I'm still confident. I'm still confident that this coaching staff is going to turn this around at some point. But I, I, I think it's time now to accept that at some point, is not going to be this year. You know, that that tournament team that we had all hoped for, that's not this. Maybe it's next year, but it's not this year. That top half of the Big East team, that 10-win Big East team, not this year. It's not happening. Just not enough there. You know, Julian Champagny is far and away this team's best player. He had 15 points tonight, but needed 14 shots to get there. It's not going to happen this year. You're already 1-4. Still got Creighton on the road coming up. Still got a couple of games against Villanova. Still got a couple of games against UConn. It's it's not going to happen this year. And I think, for, for me at least, I mean, I mean I'm sure we had, we'd figured this out beforehand, but this is kind of the, the prime example of, you know, let's let's build now towards next year. And it's frustrating, though, because we're impatient, because we want to see a winner. But it's this year is just, it's going to be, you know, trudging along, try to play as many games as you can, try to win as many games as you can. Most importantly, above all else, stay healthy, you know, stay safe, which they obviously are doing, you know, canceling that game over the weekend out of precautions, it seemed like. Um, Stay healthy, stay safe. Play as many games as you can. 
try to get some wins, have some fun, and we'll we'll move on to next year. You know, it's it's not going to be this year for this team. All right, now let's bring on our guy Brendan Myers, one of our day one guests onto the program. Always love having him on. Feels like we always have him on after losses, but feels like most guests are always on after losses anyway. So let's get to Brendan. Hope you guys enjoy. All right, I'm now joined by year three friend of the program, one of my favorite guests to have on. As always, he does an outstanding job. It is Mr. Brendan Myers. Brendan, how are we doing tonight? Uh, you know, a little disappointed after that, after watching that loss, after suffering through that for over two hours. But excited to be back for year three. I'm surprised you're not too big for me now. <laughs> I'm hanging in there. You know, maybe maybe in a year or so when we get that deal with with Spotify. But for now, you know, we're we're sticking with you for at least the year. I'll give you. I renewed your contract for a year. That's big. That's big because I didn't think I was going to get renewed after year two. So that's good to know. <laughs> I'll start you with this as we as we recap the St. John's loss. Uh, to Xavier tonight. What what's more embarrassing? And I'm I'll preface this. You know, we all know what these guys are going through. Obviously, with the testing and being away from your families, it's it's tough. So I don't want to make light of that. But what's more embarrassing for St. John's? A 12 game losing streak to an Xavier team that just joined the conference what seven or eight years ago. Now 12 in a row that they've lost to them since 2015. Or Losing tonight to that same Xavier team that did not make a single three-pointer in a college basketball game in the year 2021. What is more embarrassing? I like throwing around the word embarrassing just because it, it seems to make it personal. Okay, but all right. If, if I was, if I had to choose between those two, I'd definitely go with the latter. Just because the first one. I mean, Xavier's had some really good teams. You don't want to take any anything away from guys like Edmund Sumner and you know the Big East fans' favorite villain JP McCurry yeah. <laughs> going back a couple of years. I mean, they were a one seed in the tournament. Yeah. Um, going a few years back, so I mean, they've had some good teams, good coaches through that program as well with Chris Mack and now Travis Steele. But tonight. They were in, I don't want to say complete control because the score was obviously close, Mm -hmm. but for 32 minutes, excluding that first, I would say, two or three minutes in the first half when Mm -hmm. it it seemed that they couldn't buy a bucket, Mm -hmm. I would say that they were the better team. So it's definitely got to be frustrating for them that... Um, you know, the defensive game plan clearly worked. Zach Fremantle finishes with five points, didn't even make a field goal. 0 for 6. Paul Scruggs didn't go crazy, yeah. only had 10 points, and you still lose pretty comfortably. I believe that's the way Zach Brazilic, another friend of the program, phrased on Twitter, <laughs> and he's absolutely correct. St. John's did what they needed to do on defense. It was the offensive end. They killed them tonight. They just couldn't get any kind of rhythm going consistently. And you, I got to think, and it's something it feels like we're saying every year even going back to when Chris Mullen was a coach it's foul trouble right like yeah. I just feel like mm-hmm. it was how often these guys foul mm-hmm. and how often the coaches are forced into substitutions nobody on St. John's can get any kind of rhythm mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah 28 fouls tonight for St. John's and and I mean yes yeah, some of them are ticky tack sure but a lot of them were warranted my, my issue is what you mentioned there at, at the start I mean it feels like these games for St. John's these Big East games at least like you said, they can play as a solid 32, you know, even a solid 35 minutes, let's say. And a team like Xavier, which is not, you know, on the brink of being a top 25 team, sure. But these teams can play, you know, a solid, what, four or five minute stretch 
And as we saw tonight, you know, a one-point game or a three-point lead turns into a 10-point deficit, and the game just feels over. Like, is it a talent thing for St. John's? What are you seeing? Because it feels like it's just one little run for these teams, and, and the game is over. I just think right now they, they're. I would put them on the in the category of being a younger team. Do you agree with that, or do you, do you have yeah. feelings about no, that? Yeah, absolutely. Before sure. I move on, absolutely, yeah. I know, you know, Greg and Marcellus are technically upperclassmen now. Yeah. Uh-huh. But still, just as far as game time and game experience, exactly. to me, they're still they're still younger and they're still inexperienced just based on the way their freshman years kind of went under, yeah. under Mullen. I agree. So right now, I think when this team, when their backs are kind of up against the wall, they're still trying to figure out who's the guy, right, that the ball gets passed to. Mm-hmm. And you had Champagne dealing with foul trouble. Mm-hmm. I mean, the rims at the Cintas Center just did not like Greg Williams. <laughs> it seemed like everything he was throwing up looked good. And then all of a sudden we just, you know, we're out. And I think that got to his confidence. And with a player like Greg Williams, I think confidence is, is huge. Yeah. Because you see a couple of the drives he had tonight. I mean, he beats the defender with that quick first step so easily. Mm-hmm. But then it, it's just that with, with Greg Williams, you almost think that he's, that he's too good of a teammate to a fault. You know what I mean? That yeah. like he, he feels that unless he's wide open, he doesn't want to shoot. And so it's just, I think with St. John's, it's more of a mental thing right now. They need to figure out when the back's up against the wall. We talked about that zone that Xavier went to, you know, before we went on air. Mm-hmm. With about six minutes left. St. John's turned the ball over three times. They need somebody to essentially establish himself as the alpha male, whether it's Champagne or whether it's Greg Williams. It could even be Vince Cole. We've seen him hit big shots mm-hmm. early on in in, in the season. It's, it's got to be somebody that wants the ball. It doesn't even have to be a three-point shot. Yeah. But when, when, when Xavier went to that zone, St. John's had no no offensive answer, not on the perimeter, not inside. And right now, the way this roster is constructed, I don't know if Arnaldo Toro is necessarily a dominant big, big man <laughs> at this point. And, you know, I, I don't know if I would be starting him if I was Mike Anderson, but no. I, I certainly understand that there's really no dominant big man because Isaiah Moore has been up and down. You see signs where you're like, oh, God, this kid can really bring something to the table. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of silly fouls, a lot of uh, the shot selection is not really up to a biggie standard yet. So it's just there's question marks all over the place on offense. Not an effort thing, but at a certain point, you got to stop playing the more victory card and just saying, you know, guys, give the ball to X player and he's got to go make a basket and we need to, to get out of this funk because it was that funk between, I would say, six minutes yeah. left in the second half to three minutes left in the second half. They killed him. Yeah. It was 51-51 and then all of a sudden looked up 62-51. And, you know, St. John's was done at that point. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we are done with the moral victories. I'll, I'll guarantee you that. Um, right. um, I mean, one positive that at least – I seem to, to think tonight, and you, you can tell me if you disagree, it felt like they were attacking the basket a lot better tonight. And we I feel like we saw that in the second game against Georgetown, which you know feels like a month ago, which it almost was a month ago at this point. But it felt like they were at least attacking a lot better. The problem is they just they don't like make enough layups. I feel like they left 15 to 20 points on the board tonight just missing layups. And I mean, I know that they're contested, but if you're going to win games on the road in the Big East, these are, are shots that you have to make. Like, do you, do you get that feeling too where it's just, I, I can't count how many times they miss these, these layups at the rim. They're shots at the rim, really. No, I, I certainly agree with that because we were talking about that run Xavier went on mm-hmm. in it kind of the the latter stages of the second half and there were two and one baskets that Xavier made really tough layups that they got to go and the foul and those are 
those are the kind of plays that, that decide Big East games because every game you're going to be in is like this. Yeah. And you're not you're not always going to have the, the three-pointers flowing, so you're going to need to drive in. And St. John's was attacking the basket. Mm-hmm. That, that's what's the frustrating part. Is yeah. you, you get so frustrated because they are going about it and attacking in the right way, but they're just not finishing. And that's why you, you, you start to get this this feeling that this team could still be one one or two steps away from really competing with the top tier Big East teams. Yeah, so is it is it just a talent thing? Like I'm starting to think that it's just, you know, some team these teams have four or five and star four and five star players and we don't like is it is it just that cuz you know, you look at the at the rest of the Big East like, you know, some of these teams you see every other team in the Big East I guess is what I'm trying to say go on the road and win a, a tough game like this on the road at Xavier you know you saw Seton Hall do it like teams will do that so like what's putting St. John's or keeping St. John's from from getting over the hump in your mind is it the is it just talent like what is it I mean it's hard to say talent because you look I mean you look at Xavier's roster and the, there's not you know top 50 guys in there they're not bringing in you know, blue chip recruits, mm-hmm. you know, 99 rating, 99 mm-hmm. composite ratings on 24-7. So they're not bringing in guys like that. Mm-hmm. I just think it, it's all about development. And and I know this is a fan base that's impatient. They just want a winner, <laughs> especially with the way the 2018-19 season went when, you know, with Pons yeah, and, and Simon had when that team kind of kind of flopped. And yeah. That was supposed to be the team that brought everything back. Mm-hmm. You can certainly understand the frustration. But with a team like this, and the the three juniors of, of Roberts, who, you know, his status is still kind of, you know, moving back and forth. Yeah. Erlington and Greg Williams, they really didn't see a ton of time their first two years. Mm-hmm. So w- when those are your juniors now, I just think there, there's a huge learning curve and there's player development that that needs to go on. You, you alluded to Seton Hall. Sandra Mamakelisfili was not doing what he's doing now as a freshman. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. was able to be brought along. The, the thing was that he had a guy like Miles Powell in the class ahead of him. So he wasn't forced uh, into into being that alpha male right away. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and St. John's doesn't really have that where right now because of the, the exodus and, you know, LJ Figueroa transferred to Oregon, it, it put a lot of pressure on, on guys like Greg Williams and Julian Champagne maybe before they were ready and they were kind of thrust into the limelight because it's a lot different when you're when you're the first name that the team that the opposing team's putting on their game plan mm-hmm. you know it's, it's, it's just a lot different and it takes some adjustment and I respect Julian Champagne and Greg Williams because it certainly seems like they're willing to do that and they're trying to do that but it, you know right now they're there's a huge learning curve for them. Mm-hmm, absolutely, I, I like I like this right now. You, you're definitely restoring some of my confidence, or not confidence, but you're making you're making me feel a little bit better. So I I definitely like the vibe that you've come come here with tonight. I'll yeah, but <laughs> I, I also can't you know sugarcoat it. They're yeah. six and five. They're now, not good. Yeah, four in the conference. Yeah, like I, you know, <laughs> it, I don't think it's time to hit hit the panic button as far as Mike Anderson. No, no, his job. But, but this season's I mean, going it, nowhere. It, like this season's not going anywhere. I think. I think yeah, we figured that. I out. think also, too, this team certainly overachieved last year. Yeah. Do you do you agree with that? A hundred percent. Yes. So I think the expectations for year two might have been a little bit over exaggerated, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They were pro- were probably realistic because they are playing. With as great as Posh Alexander is, he's still a freshman. He's a true freshman point guard, mm-hmm. and, and he's still learning the curtain. You can see that right now. He's kind of learning the hard way that what he got away with in high school, as far as you know, passes and splitting double teams, isn't going to work at this yeah. level. No, I agree. So 
it's it's just a huge learning curve with this team, and and I know it's frustrating, and uh, people are probably going to grill this and say, you know, at a certain point you do need to take that step forward, and and you absolutely do, but I, I can't help but think that last year, you know, you get the wins over teams like West Virginia, and I can't help but think that that kind of inflated the expectations mm-hmm. for this year mm-hmm. I, I don't you can you can correct me if i'm talking crazy no i i agree tired. with you this is a this is a you know eighth ninth team in the big east type thing and they'll they'll probably win you know five six games in the conference if they play a full season i think you know that's we didn't expect that i think we all expected a little bit higher but we're seeing you know what they were picked at by the coaches is, is probably going to end up being accurate but, i mean the frustrating part surely is you know you look at that game at Georgetown, like that has to be a win, yeah. you know, in, uh-huh. in, the, in the situation because St. John's is better than Georgetown right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. That, that that was a that was a crushing defeat, and you know. That's the game that kills me because if if you're two yeah. and three right now in the conference and you've got obviously the loss to to uh, to Creighton and Xavier, you know, you're and and I'm missing one. What am I missing right now? Seton oh, Seton Hall. Yeah. If you've got if you're two and three in the conference and you've lost to Seton Hall, Creighton, and Xavier. Uh, two of the three on the road, you're feeling okay about yourself, even though both those wins are against Georgetown. Like you're, I think we're having a different conversation right now about the scope of the season if they're two and three right now. Yeah, I mean it's the same thing. It's like you know that the BYU game. Yeah, you know, that too. Going, mm-hmm. going further back out of conference, but that was a really winnable game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is frustrating. So, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, the um, I want to talk about Rasheem Dunn real quick though before I let you go. He he had a really nice game tonight. I felt like you know he scored about eleven or twelve in the first half. Had seventeen for the game. Um, you know maybe he can be that guy that you look to down the stretch. Obviously wasn't tonight, but I thought Rasheem played really nice tonight. Well, I thought I thought tonight was going to be St. John's night because in the first half shot clock was running down. Xavier was in his own. And Rasheem Dunn just had to hoist up a three and it went in. <laughs> so you know I, I was watching that thinking like if he's hitting that like it could be could be a good night for St. John. <laughs> but you know he did, and I think he he really has had more ups than downs mm-hmm. as, a, as a St. John's player. But he's definitely had had some downs but I kind of like that role for him coming off the bench and just too. being a spark because he's different than some of the other St. John's guards that he's not really looking to shoot from behind the arc he's looking to, to attack and I think that's nice coming off the bench mm-hmm. uh, people are going to complain about about Toro starting as well and I'm past the point of complaining about about him I think he's getting better but he's still not there I kind of like the starting five that they put out there tonight with with Greg Posh, uh, Vince, Julian, and Toro with Moore, Erlington, Wusu, and Dunn coming off the bench, as you mentioned. I kind of like that lineup going forward. Yeah, I think that it'll be interesting to see how how it go, uh, is moving forward because obviously they hadn't played in 17 days, so mm-hmm. they got off to a really, really slow start, mm-hmm. but, but was what was very encouraging was that they didn't panic and they had that composure to, to battle back and, and, you know, the first half was obviously competitive. But even, you know, going back to the struggles, St. John should have been winning at, at the end of the first half. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they kind of let Xavier creep back in and then it goes into halftime tied. I know, you know, our friend Kevin Connolly was talking about that on Twitter. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. the, it, it's just the silly little things like that. Like th- those little... And I don't want to use the word runs, but four four zero runs, six zero no, runs yeah. to, uh-huh. to to close out is really what kills these teams because it's not that they're playing bad for the whole game. Exclude the Seton Hall game on the road because they seem to choke up whenever they get go to go to the Prudential <laughs> Center. But that's a different story for a different day. Yeah. But 
it's these little stretches and it seems like you know you're going nuts because Troy, I think I've been on this show how many times and I say the same things every single time because <laughs> this team, different coaches, different players, different personnel, they they have the same yep. problems. Mm-hmm. It's, they foul trouble, so they can't get rid of them on offense. They go through these cold, they go through the cold patches. They, they don't have a consistent three-point shooter. I mean, Vince mm-hmm. Cole only taking five shots. I mean, only one, only one from behind the arc. I mean, that's arguably your purest shooter, I would say. Mm-hmm. Is Vince Coleman? He's only taking one shot from behind the arc. Is you know something is just not adding up on offense, and this team on that end of the court, it's hard to say that, or it's easy to say that they haven't clicked yet. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 maddening because it is the same stuff over and over again, like you mentioned, and and even you know the the rebounding and the you know getting dominated down low, it's it's the same stuff every single year, and that's the most frustrating thing. One more thing I want to I want to touch on before I let you go is. You know, you talked about that run at the end of the half or, or, you know, not extending that lead or keeping that lead at the end of the half should have been leading by more. I thought a huge part of this game was Fremantle and Scruggs both had two fouls really early in the first half. Absolutely. Fremantle finishes the game with two fouls and Scruggs finishes the game with three fouls. So those two guys probably in the final 30 plus minutes of the game fouled, had one foul basically between the two of them. That was huge because I feel like if you could have gotten, I mean, I know they neither one of them really got going, so it didn't make a huge difference. But you know, if you could have got either one of them in in serious foul trouble, maybe it's a different game. You know, at least in the first half. Yeah, I mean, look, they forced Xavier into nineteen turnovers, which is exactly what Mike Anderson would have wanted. But it, yeah, it, but it doesn't it doesn't matter if you're not converting those layups on the other end, and mm-hmm. that's something that we talked about before. And another point, you're talking about Fremantle and Scruggs not really getting going in the first half. But, and that we're talking about the difference between St. John's and some of these other big teams. What does Colby Jones do? Goes off for 16 yeah. points in the game. Like it's just, it, it seems that when when something is going wrong for the other teams, uh, another guy will kind of come out of the shadows mm-hmm. to 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 fill that role. Because Colby Jones is really very talented, but probably not a 16 point per game kind of guy. No. But because the team needed it, I mean, Jason Carter was grabbing rebounds yep. left and right mm-hmm. and had some had some really, really nice post moves that, that killed St. John. The offensive rebound just seems like everybody on Xavier was, was making plays when the team needed most and because their two best players needed a little pick-me-up. And, and in basketball, that's going to happen. Everybody has an off-night basketball. Mm-hmm. For Xavier, it just so happened their two best players had it on the same night. But, you know, so my, my question to St. John is, you know, if Champagny is off like he was tonight, because he finished with 15 points, but mm-hmm. on 14 field goal yeah. attempts. Mm-hmm. You know, who, who's going to be that guy? Vince, I look to somebody like Vince Cole, I just mentioned, only taking five shots. Yeah. I would like to see him, because I think he's the team's purest shooter. I would like to see him try to be be assertive. Because you, you know he has the confidence. He hit the big shot against St. Peter's yeah. early. He has, he has not shied away from the big moment. We just like to see him do a little bit more. Only three personal fouls, so it's not like he was, you know, battling or coming in and out of the game on the bench stuff no. like that. It's just, you know, it it, it seems like such little stuff, but you know, there's so. so many different little things with this team that it just it adds up, and you get results like you do tonight. Mm-hmm. It adds up year year after year after year. And we will unfortunately keep having these same conversations. It feels like, uh, you know, year after year after year. It feels like. But the, the tough, the tough part is, is that you know, they can't feel bad for themselves now because their next game's at Crate. Yeah. You know? Uh huh. It just. Mm-hmm. 
it's not going to get any easier. No. Then you play you play a Butler team that you have to win that game. <laughs> yes, but St. John's always seems to, to blow games against Butler. Yep. <laughs> at least that one's not a Hinkle Field house because then it, you you just be able to chalk it up. Yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. But then you know you have Marquette at home who beat Creighton, and then and then you're at UConn on January 18th. It's yeah. It's it's not it's not getting any easier. You know. I mean, the only the only team that I would feel a hundred percent confident against playing right now would be Georgetown, and they've even lost to Georgetown this season, and they're not playing them again unless they play in the tournament. So, you know, every game. You know, go ahead. I think that that St. John's, you'll know that they turn a corner when they start really asserting themselves against the teams that they're supposed to beat. Yeah. How many times have we have we seen St. John's? All right, they finally they finally are taking a step forward. They finally taking a step forward. Mm-hmm. Um, they lost the game to a bottom Big East team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, you know. You it's know, every, it's every ago, year. It's we, every year. Really. Yeah, we mentioned that 2018-19 team. You know, losing to DePaul, losing to <laughs> yeah. Providence both mm-hmm. times, and when Providence had a down year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it's just yeah. You know, when you when you're better than a team, then you need to have that the the mental mental tough. And I think this team is mentally tough because they're not giving up. No, and, yeah, you know, I agree. they're not they're not folding. So mm-hmm. I don't want it to get twisted or anything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I'll look. I'll know this team made is making a step forward when they when they go out against a team that they are superior to, which I don't think there's too many of those in the Big East right now. <laughs> but, like, I'm looking at DePaul on DePaul. January 27th. Yeah. Uh-huh. you got to go, and, you know, there's, what, four or five games in between them, so mm-hmm. this, you know. And, like, you should beat Butler at home. Like, that that should be a game that you win. You know? Yeah, you absolutely should. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, just looking, you know, Butler had a big comeback win against Georgetown tonight. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Yeah, you know, St. John struggled with Jordan. They beat them the second time, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah. All right, man. Thank you as always for coming on. I, 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 it sucks that we have to have these, you know, crappy conversations. I feel like after these losses, but I, th- I think what, we're getting. You know what we're gonna do, Troy? What are we gonna do? We're gonna set up a time, and we're just gonna react to the Duke game from a couple years ago, like it, <laughs> like it just happened. I, that would actually be kind of fun. Maybe we should do that. Some like you a know, rewatch series. If if sports get canceled again, I think you just gave me a real good idea for uh, for some content to be running during that. So thank you for that. <laughs> Try. That's why they pay me the big bucks. That, and that's why we we renewed your contract, right? We, <laughs> <laughs> I'll hold out if I don't get my Legacy Classic Champions t-shirt though sometime soon <laughs> it's still in the mail man it's getting there alright oh, post office <laughs> alright have a good night man talk to you, uh, you talk too. to you soon thank you again all right, for coming goodbye. on alright alright thank you once again as always to Brendan Myers for coming on does a fantastic job breaking down the Red Storm on this show. One of the, I think, the second ever guest that we had on this show. So happy to have him back uh, for another year talking about the Red Storm. Always one of my favorite guests uh, to come on and know he's going to do a great job in the future as well. Uh, just some news and notes before I get going. I saw on Wednesday before the game that David Carraher is, is going to be away from the team for, for a while. Not sure uh, how long, if this is a season-long absence or if it's just a, a couple of games. Um, but I saw that he's going to be with his family in North Carolina. Uh, best of luck to him. Well wishes to him. Hope everything's okay. I, I obviously don't want to speculate. 
Hope everything is okay, though, with him. Um, you know, on the court, it's not a huge loss for St. John's. You know, David doesn't doesn't play a whole lot, but certainly seems to be uh, one of the more respected guys and one of the more, you know, fun guys to be around in the locker room. So certainly going to be a hit to that. But um, I, I'm assuming it's just a precaution thing. But again, I, I wouldn't want to speculate at all on that. So well wishes to him and hope everything is, is okay with uh, with him going forward. And frankly, you know, the, the, uh, this pause and everything or this mini pause that St. John's had over the weekend where there was kind of some uncertainty as to if this, this you know, game would even be played this week. Uh, it kind of puts in perspective, you know, everything that we're getting out of this season is is really just a bonus. You know, it's 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 we should be thankful that we're even getting a, a men's basketball season or, or a college basketball season or you know an NBA, NFL, any sports right now. You know, the 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 sacrifices that these guys are going, especially college kids who are not getting paid for this, who are, are not you know making any money off of this whatsoever. You know, pro athletes is a different story, obviously, but these college kids who are away from their families a lot of them, you know, not making any money, getting tested, you know, that anxiety probably, I'm, I'm sure of, of, you know, if if and when, you know, how you have a positive test going through that, it's a lot for these guys. So, so I'm at least, you know, going to try to cut these guys a little bit more slack. I know everyone's dealing with it. It's a level playing field, but this does kind of remind you, at least over the weekend, it reminded me that this is not a normal year that we're playing in. These are not normal circumstances. You know, again, again, these guys are not making any money off of this you know these are college athletes these are 18 19 20 year old kids playing a game you know and and risking a lot to play this game for you know for our entertainment so let's just keep that in mind you know when we're tweeting when we're watching these games that these are college kids and that that this is just an extraordinary feat to even be playing uh this season in the first place so i just want to want to leave you know leave everyone with that i mean obviously it's easy to say that now when st john's is one and four headed for one and five in the conference and not really going anywhere after i spent the entire opening of this show talking about how they're not going anywhere but it is important and i'm going to try maybe to end every show by just saying that you know it's, it's important to remember where we're at this season at least you know with with covid and dealing with these protocols and these testing uh, procedures it's important to just remember and acknowledge that and to, to thank these guys everyone associated with the program for for what they're going through to put these games on and, and everyone associated with everyone every big east program what they're all going through to put these games on a, a big time thank you you know again this weekend kind of put everything in, in perspective i think a little bit if it wasn't it was already in perspective but again it's, it's just a reminder really for uh, what these guys are going through so thank you to that hopefully brighter days are ahead for 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 everyone especially uh the red storm as always let's go johnny's